0: Welcome to the Christian Contractor Podcast.
1: Christian Contractor Podcast.
0: A show created for kingdom-driven Christian contractors that are focused on scaling their business in God's name while positively impacting the world around them. If you're ready to ascend from a contractor to a purpose-driven business owner, we're here to serve you. Here's your host, Brandon Guthrie.
1: Avoid this one productivity killer in your contractor business what's up i'm brandon guthrie with the dream design labs here on the christian contractor podcast where our mission is to help christian contractors turn their business into their ministry and flourish it in the name of god with biblical principles and righteous marketing so that they can be a light in the darkness marketing doesn't have to be hard you just need the right tools and the right heart to serve thanks for tuning in i'm super excited to have jeremiah
0: in the house dude thank you so much i appreciate you being here hello yes thank you for having me i really appreciate it looking forward to this conversation here dude yes thank you i appreciate you Uh, i know we hopped on a few minutes
1: late that's because you are busy you are out there you are in business you know, we, we know that you've cleared that seven-figure mark and uh, annual revenue. So, therefore, you know, you're working. You're out there. You're getting it done. So, man, I really appreciate you carving the time out to be here to provide value to other contractors who are trying to achieve that same level. Um, so dude really appreciate it and before we jump into all the secret sauce and the value that we're going to be you know that I know our listeners are chomping at the bit for go ahead and uh, give us your story man tell us who you are where you came from and how you got where you are
0: today yeah absolutely thanks again Brandon so my name is Jeremiah Michelson I'm 21 over in Atlanta Georgia And I've been running my landscape business. We've now transitioned to more of a hardscape outdoor living, high-end outdoor living company. Uh, But really started my business back in 2017, early 2018, back when I was in high school. And I started, honestly, by accident. Was not trying to start a business, but I knew I was not a fan of working for others. Never really had a job, had some summer jobs like All high schoolers but 10th grade came around I knew I wanted to make money knew I wanted to do something with my life and so I was like hey let's you know let's try to make a few extra bucks here and there and so that's kind of how 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 I started started with uh, my mom's car some old rakes you know uh, plug-in electric blowers that we had you know just hand tools we all have around the house nothing crazy nothing fancy just raking leaves trimming bushes, pulling ivy, doing doing the grunt work that no one likes to do. And was not a business, was not trying to grow a business, but it just so happened. So I'm gonna give a, a very quick recap here, or a quick uh, preview, overview of how, how we grew, how it came to be. But in 2018, uh, 10th grade, 11th grade I was in, and that is when I decided, hey, you know, this could actually be something. I can earn more than 50 bucks, 100 bucks a day pulling Ivy after school. And my my high school at the time was able to offer two really interesting and neat and cool programs. One was called Dual Enrollment, uh, which is where I take college classes as a high schooler. Uh, Other one is Work-Based Learning, where you take off a few periods and you work instead. And so I was able to do both of those get out of school pretty much. By 12th grade, I had zero classes. They were all online. Uh, I am not a fan of school at all, so I don't tell anyone, but I just kind of skipped those. <laughs> was still able to pass, but I was so focused and involved in my business that I just, I don't really care how many rings are around Saturn or, you know, all this other stuff they're teaching in school that I just, I, I don't really... Mm doesn't really interest me. Instead I was, you know, I was yeah. making pretty good money by that time, honestly, as a high schooler. So in in uh, 2018, early 2018, I bought my first commercial lawnmower and uh, bought a truck, bought a trailer, weed whacker, had maybe 30, 50 accounts. Uh, just myself, mowing grass, you know, making maybe 1,000, 1,500 bucks a week. Uh, so, you know, not, not too bad as a, a high schooler. Yeah. Uh, having an accidental business, so kept growing it. By 2019, I had, I think, four full-time employees. Uh, we had a full a full maintenance truck, and then a small another truck for small installs, cleanups, pine straw mulch, you know, the the stuff that goes along with maintenance. And then by 2020 is where I decided to you know get a little bit more interesting, grow the business more, and kept going. So, 2020 I had two maintenance trucks, so four, four full-time maintenance employees. We were doing around 35,000 a month in revenue just on maintenance and then another 20 to 30 in uh, landscape, still small projects, mulch, pine straw, cetera. So, we were doing 2020 eh, revenue-wise 50 to 70,000 depending upon the month and the season. Uh, again, I was just fresh out of high school. Uh, no, no business experience, uh, no landscape wow. experience, never took any landscape classes and we'll get into that later on, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then in fall of 2020, it was 2020 as well, my buddy, he was getting out of the business and he approached me about buying his business. So I was like, you know what, Hey, you're in my area, you're having another hundred accounts or so, let's buy you. So. Fresh out of high school, Jeez. bought another business, and wow. added, on, That's so cool. added on accounts, stayed at two maintenance crews, dropped some accounts just to get really profitable. I uh, didn't really want to get above that mark because that was a whole other level of business, uh, shop, and all that fun jazz that you need as three, four, five maintenance crews do. So mm-hmm. then, that was fall of 2020, I believe, and then... 2021 is where things got interesting. I'm the kind of person where I never like to sit still. I cannot do the same thing in my business for more than two to four months at a time. I got to change. I have to change. Mm. So in 2021, I actually sold my maintenance business. (laughs) So sold the business, sold the equipment, got rid of my shop, uh, got rid of all my equipment, got rid of my install equipment, got rid of everything. And did a complete 180 on the business. So, interesting. Yep, complete 180. No <laughs> more in-house maintenance, no more maintenance at all, no more install, no more hardscaping, no more anything. Didn't do any of that. What? I sh- So what are you doing now? <laughs> it's like we don't do <laughs> Strictly the sub's out. We sub everything out. We will mm. hit, uh, we'll get into this later I believe as well, but we'll do about 1.5 this year, 1.7. We will have three employees. We will have myself wow. as lead sales. We will have my project manager who manages everything. And then a office person who he's honestly part-time. Um, he's business partner, so does other things, but he feels initial phone calls, uh, does other business strategic things to grow as we want to. So it'll be three of us hitting about 1.5 to 1.7 in revenue with everything being subbed out. I mean everything. We – I don't touch shovels. My PM doesn't touch shovels. My office person, no shovels. Everything is 100% subbed out. So I went from being a high schooler, not really knowing what I was doing business-wise, to now being pretty business savvy, I'd call myself, to you know, running a $1.5 million business, bought two – uh, bought a business, sold two businesses because I sold my install business uh, about in March as well, and so that's where I am now. Right now I'm got hired back on when I was bought out wow. as head of sales, as uh, director to help grow the business, and so that that's where I'm at now. I mean it's a pretty good business place as well as a few other business things going on
1: wow dude that's huge that's so cool so you started out just getting out there and you know started turning into something you ended up buying your first business already and now you're i was actually just talking about this uh i know there's this scene in pearl harbor where they're like i can't remember what it is but they, i think that the that to fly like really heavy planes off of a off of a barge and they're like we got fat ladies we need skinny ladies (laughs) and they started getting rid of things and like throwing things out making the plane super light and then when they were in the air they even were like we need to ditch the guns they threw the guns out or something like that they put broomsticks in the windows so it looked like they had guns and like we need a skinny lady and so it sounds like you know, you grew and you got bigger and you realized like, man, we need to make this. <laughs> we need to make a we need this to be a skinny lady. And you basically trimmed it down and you're being very minimalistic. Uh, and that's that's inspiring. That's huge, dude. Um, so that's so you're subbing everything out. Um, would love to hear more about that, because I know there's you know, pros and cons there and also some even like legal regu- regulations as well, and be curious to hear about that. And um, also, dude, that's huge. It's one point five. You got you got slim crew, really efficient. Um, what's like? What's your next? What's your next level? What's it like twelve months from now? Twenty four months from now? Like, what's your goals? What's your? Where are you yeah. headed?
0: So I haven't really shared this with many people yet. I'll, you'll be the first one to hear, but. <laughs> our goal. Yeah. Our goal is to be 10 million by 2025. So that's insane growth, massive growth. And we believe it's very achievable because of how we're structured and set up. And what's the beauty of this model is it does not take a lot of infrastructure or cash to grow from 1 to 10 million. We don't have to bring on mm-hmm two dozen more employees. We don't have to buy $2 million worth of equipment. We don't have to buy an acre shop. We don't have to do everything you need to traditionally have a $10 million business with employees and trucks. Instead, all we have to do is hire on maybe two, three, or four more salespeople, another one or three more, one to three more PMs, one to two to three more office people, and then keep expanding our amazing subcontractor list grow out have work on having our current subcontractors grow and expand and that does not cost a lot of money sure advertising and marketing pump more into it but guess what if we pump another 20 grand a month into marketing we'll get that back tenfold 20 fold 100% 100%
1: dude that is epic I love that goal that's a huge goal that's a good goal by 2025 man I even think you'll be able to do it before then shoot
0: nice. That'd be all awesome. right
1: dude that is there we go awesome all right guys well dude this is huge so obviously you're talking to someone that has a model that's working it's lean it's mean and it's growing he's able to have time provide for his family and have a future that's inspiring So, this is huge, guys. So, let's tune in. Let's bust out the notes. You know, this is the time to listen. This is about, this is not about us. This is about you listening right now, gaining value and actually gaining time and providing for your families and for your futures and legacy, you know, the fourth generation. So, let's jump into the value bombs. We got three key questions that we're going to be asking today. And the first question of the three is What do you think, Jeremiah, it takes? to grow a business in today's day and age?
0: It takes a lot. Um, and that's very open-ended question, but that's the first thing I'll say is it takes a lot. It takes a couple of things. One, you have to know how to pivot and change. Today's day and age, things are changing so fast. Anywhere from the market in terms of what we have labor, employee wise, material cost, Uh, marketing uh, how the world operates is changing so fast so you have to be able to adapt change and pivot depending upon what happens in the world I mean you know things there's so many events that happen on a yearly basis if you think back just 12 months on what happened that changed the world you know no matter what political side you're on that doesn't matter but Things happen. Things change. You have to be willing to pivot and change your business, whether it is pay more, whether it is cut back on employees, whatever it is, you have to be able to change. So that is the first thing is not having a narrow mindset where you're stuck in your way. You have to have a broad mindset and you have to know when you get a punch, how to roll with it, how to change, how to adapt and how to how to overcome that that punch and that challenge. So, that is the first thing of anyone who's starting a business, is you cannot be narrow-minded with a, a tunnel vision, you could say. S- second thing is knowing what your strengths are. I know what my strengths are. Brandon, I'm sure you know what your strengths are. I know what my weaknesses are. I know what I'm bad at. Brandon, I'm sure it's the same for you. And it's the same for really any business owner who is running multi-million dollar businesses plus, they know what they're good at. They know what they're bad at. Everyone's bad at something. Everyone is good at something. Mm -hmm. You cannot let your ego get in your way and thinking you are the best at everything, because that is how you will not make it. That is how you will fail and and crash and burn. I know that Mm
1: -hmm. from
0: experience, because I've been there. (laughs) I let my ego get in my way multiple times. So. Mm. Knowing what you are good at, knowing what you are bad at is so important. And what you are good at, dial in, narrow down, and dig into that and exploit that. Exploit what you're great at. Mm. What you're not good at, mm-hmm. outsource, delegate, have someone else take care of. Whether, you're, mm. whether it's marketing, whether it's sales, whether it's bookkeeping, whether it is hiring, firing, whether it's in-field work, Whatever it is, if you're not good at it, outsource it. Example for myself, mm. I'm not good at the following. I'm not good at performing work. My work quality sucks. I, if you look <laughs> at my landscapes after I'm done and I was on the job, horrible. It looks really bad. <laughs> I am not a good landscaper. I'm really not. I'm also not good at bookkeeping. It's so important, I'm just not mm. good at it. I oh, am... Dude. Honestly, hiring and firing was a challenge for me. I've overcome it. Mm. In the beginning, I kind of had Mm. to consult and outsource it. Now I feel more comfortable. Mm. It was just a fear of mine. Mm. But now, Mm. you know, now I'm I'm dialing in on what I'm good at. So that is the second thing. So second thing, knowing what you're good at, knowing what you're bad at. Outsourcing and delegating what you are not good at. Yes. That's
1: huge. What do you think like of that? that? Dude, that's yeah, 100%. I'm taking notes as you're talking and I mean, I I know that yeah, 100% you I feel like yeah, we we want to be like Superman all the time and do everything and then once you do business long enough, you realize you're you're just even the leader is just as important as the the, the the lowest guy, you know, every single person is on equal playing field, and you need to outsource on your weaknesses, and you need to be honest with those weaknesses, it, and it can be a struggle. It can be, you know, it, for those of you listening right now, like audit yourself, like I take uncomfortable action, and and uh you know take a time take time to write down what you think your strengths are and what your what might be your weaknesses because what if they might be your weaknesses those are probably your weaknesses and it's just hard for you to admit it i know i for myself i'm feeling convicted and i know even thinking about what i think that my weaknesses might be it's like well am i really weak in that area and it's like if you're thinking it the answer is yes (laughs) you are weak in that area so let's just be honest with ourselves and 100% and then also was taking a note on hiring and firing so dude that is a whole huge value in itself and um, I might have you do a quick branch off on that Um, because as I do this more I'm like cool I'm like helping people understand how to like do business development helping them learn how to acquire customers and build their team and like help them scale and grow and all that good stuff, but man, it's like all these, there's like all these performance tactics that are also tangible and that we forget about how hard hiring and firing is. We have to deal with humans with emotions and like, you know, and stop ourselves from making decisions out of emotion, you know? And uh, so hiring and firing ends up being a big crux, a big roadblock for people that are trying to grow. Mm -hmm. And um, so really quickly, maybe uh we'll do a quick branch off on like give us give us one big takeaway from you said i saw that you've made this shift and like now you're comfortable what's your biggest takeaway for hiring and firing the right people for your team
0: so i would say one of the biggest things is understand and realize people are human what i mean by that is people make mistakes we're not machines, we're not programmed, we're not robots. Shit happens, stuff happens, uh, stuff happens, things happen, and people make mistakes. Honest mistakes happen all the time. You can have an amazing employee who accidentally crashes a truck into a telephone pole. Guess what? He was doing everything right. Stuff happens. I've not had that happen. I've heard of so many stories like that. but. He's human. We're all human. So that is the first thing I would say, is realize that everyone, we're all human, mistakes happen. The second thing is being so crystal clear on the roles, expectations, of, du- and duties of each employee when they're hired. I, I see so many guys who don't have an employee handbook, who don't have things written down, who don't have things documented, who don't have things signed when employees are hired, and. You're doing, and then there's some employee, the same guys, rather, are also complaining about, oh, I have employees who are always breaking things, who are not doing the right thing, who are not weed properly. Well, guess what? There's no one's fault but your own. You don't have those things documented and systematized. So that is the second thing with employees. You have to make sure both you, managers, and employees understand the roles, duties, and responsibilities of that set employee, no matter what position they're in. And that way, they know if they're, you know, you know, manager knows, they know if they're on track, what is not going well, what is going well, and what they can do to get a massive raise. I'm all about paying people six figures if they prove it and can earn it and provide enough value Mm -hmm. to the company. So I know this is a small tangent, but those are the, the two things I would say. Especially, especially the last one is having things documented, written down, video shown of how things work. That that's huge,
1: mm, dude. Yes, yeah. You know, I, I feel like it's it's common for us to start off with just a lawnmower and a rake, and next thing you know, you're owning a business, and you you uh, you know maybe haven't thought about oh should I document roles and set expectations properly. So, um, you know, for those of you that are listening that aren't there, you know, I challenge you to step into it and step into, it's really like excellence and professionalism, like boom, pump the brakes, zoom out. Mm -hmm. Like this is going to take time. I know it's going to take time out of my schedule. I have to change things. Well, guess what? You know? sow those seeds now you're gonna reap it on the next year. If you start doing that this year, next year is gonna be your biggest year ever and your best year ever because you're gonna have that alignment, expectations are gonna be clear and you're gonna start being a real professional and it's gonna be, you, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you do this right, then your your work and your connection with your, your clients and your customers is gonna be that, more, you're gonna start being more professional. So dude, huge. Okay thank you for that a little quick side note I, I had to jump in that and maybe we'll even have another segment just all on hiring <laughs> yep. um, but for now we'll put a pin on it because it deserves a lot of a lot of attention that's a big big hang up. okay So question number two what are keys to starting a business or growing
0: a business the right yep. way? Here's what I would say one number one probably two or top three things, is sit back and first realize, do you really want to own a business? Do you want to take on the responsibility, the hardship, the headaches, the stress, the sleepless nights, missing your kids' games, whatever it is, do you want to miss all that? Do you want to sacrifice all that for your business? Where honestly, most business owners make minimum wage. Most business owners don't know what they're making. So, do you really want to do that? Sure, you could be doing a million dollars a month, but your expenses are nine hundred ninety thousand dollars. Do you really want that? So first, sit back, and think, and look. Do you really want that lifestyle? Now I'm not saying it's it's going to get better, which hopefully it will, but that is the reality for, I think it's like seventy-five percent or eighty percent of small business owners where. They're honestly a slave. They're working 80, 90, 100 hours a week, and they're, they're making, you know, 50 grand a year, 40 grand a year. Why? When you can go get a job for 80 grand, 100 grand these days. Why would you do that? So, second thing, if you sit back and you realize you really do want that, which is amazing, second thing would be making a plan. Making a plan of what you need, what you have to do. Don't go in blindly. Making a plan of, to get from zero to 100, you need this. From 100 to five, you need this. Five to one mil, you need this. One to three, etc., etc. et cetera. And not only one in place, but your expenses. What's gonna happen? How are you gonna operate? How are you, when you go from one to five, and you have three crews or two crews, can you still operate out of your place? Or do you have to get a shop? What are those expenses? How many employees do you need? What happens if you have five employees and suddenly three quit? because that happens all the time. Are you screwed if you're doing 600,000, 400,000, whatever it is? So make a plan, have a backup plan, Mm -hmm. a a backup plan for the backup plan if you have to, just to ensure that stuff goes right, stuff does not go south. So those two are huge. One, sit back and first realize, do you actually want to own a business? Talk to others about what it's like owning a business. See if that's a, a thing that your family will will endure as well. Is your wife gonna divorce you after two years because you work until 10 p.m. every night? Psh, I hear it all the time, I truly do. I, I'm, I hear it all day long that you know wives are leaving their husbands because they're working 80 hours a week, there's no time for the kids, they're missing their kids' sport games. Most people do not want that life but the issue with it is they see the glam on Instagram and TikTok of oh you start a business, you make a hundred grand a month, and now you're living in Dubai and flying private jets. I mean Yeah you, pretty much. you see that all the time on social media. So, so bad. sit back and make sure you truly, truly want a business. Second, document. Yeah. Write down take a couple months before you start to ensure that you have a proper plan. Talk to as many people as possible. Third is that was a uh, response to question one as well. Part of it is don't let your ego get in your way. Do not be afraid to ask mm. for help. Do not be afraid to say, oh, shoot, I screwed up. <laughs> I need to fix this. I need, I need help. Mm. And mm. most people will not do that because their ego gets in their way. Oh, I'm big, you know, I'm, I'm big mucho man. I'm, I, I can't ask for help. It makes me look weak. It makes me look small. So mm. you, got, you have to be able to ask for help when you're starting. Yep. that is huge yep. what do you think of those those three yes. things
1: yeah hundred percent man um, yeah what, ask for help it's it's like you gotta you gotta humble yourself right it's not all about you get rid of that ego that pride selfishness you know that's all that's all what that is and you know uh, when you put others before yourself when you put your family before yourself put your team before yourself you know you got to be willing to to say like Hey man, you know, I take full responsibility, you know, I messed up, I screwed up, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm not good at everything, you know, like you were saying, and uh, the sooner you can do that, that's the true sign of maturity there for sure, and dude, so yeah, do you want it, asking yourself, do you want it, and not being, it's it's so true, because it's, I've actually shot a video on, about the private jets, and the Mar- and the Lambo's being a thing that attracts people into business, And it's, it's actually, I think it's, it's really frustrating because if that's what gets you into business, then you shouldn't be in business. Um, and, um, in my story, which, uh, you may or may not have heard of before, but basically that's how I kind of started doing that when I was younger and I, and I, I hit kind of rock bottom and I flipped the script and made about serving others rather than serving myself. And making impact in this world, and then that's when it all started to work. So, 100%. Like, what's your motivation? Do you want it? That's a huge, huge thing because, just just that, if you're you know in the if you're halfway in it or you're just getting started, you know, ask yourself, do you do you even really want this? Yeah. You know, um, so that's huge. Uh, Making a plan once again, back to professionalism and excellence and taking a step back, pumping the brakes and doing things right. Measure twice, cut once, right? And, um, you know, make a plan. So it's like, well, I could just start going or I could pump the brakes and think, well, let me, let me plan this out. If, and what I've called before almost it's, I like using this analogy, is like almost like a constitution (laughs) you write down if this happens this happens if this happens this happens if this happens this happens like marking out every scenario as many scenarios as you can think of and making a plan so that's huge um and then boom yeah asking for help so that's huge big time boom wow huge 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 so those of you listening right now audit yourself this is your chance you know we're all busy every week and you may be listening to this live or recorded but you know now's your ch- your time you're right here you're right now it's right here right here right now it's your chance to audit yourself it's your chance to make a change to take uncomfortable action that's how we get places that's how when we have discipline a discipline is when we do things that we don't want to do to get the results that we yep. want to achieve so boom that's what we got to do right now if you're feeling convicted you're feeling challenged I, I i what i do practical step i i I scheduled it in my calendar on my iPhone. On this day, at this time, I dedicate one hour to executing this thing. So whether that's you mapping out your plan or you deciding the pros and cons and writing a list out of, do you wanna do this? Um, Or even writing out, taking the time to think of, man, where am I dropping the ball? Where could I ask for help? So boom, huge, boom. And then lastly, question number three. Jeremiah, my man, how do you delegate in a way that allows you to avoid overwhelm? Mm -hmm.
0: Definitely. So this assumes that you have a business and you're growing your business and you want to get to the next level. First is, goes back to my, my first answer, is know what you're good at, know what you're bad at. Delegate, outsource what you are bad at, what you're not good at. Second, realize what you want from your business. Do you want to make tons of money? Do you want to spend more time with your family and friends? Do you want to have a passive income where you sit back and you travel? Any of those options are, are totally viable. It comes down to you. From there, realize where you want to be in your business, where you want your business to take you, and figure out what needs to happen to get there so for example if you want to work a strict 30 hours a week you only want to do sales calls and nothing else write down everything that you're not going to be doing write it down actionable steps and you can work on hiring you can work on having a exact plan of what someone will do to take your place so the the it just comes down to really Having things written down, documented, and being able to trust someone to take care of things. Big word is trust. Mm. Pay is huge there. The, mm. there's, there's so many tangents we could go off here and so many other conversations we could have. But I know we're on a, a time crunch or a time constraint, so I'll keep it short. But that is, that's one of the biggest things is know where you want your business to take you. What you want out of your business is huge.
1: Mm. Dude, Whew. huge, 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 huge. That's really good. That's awesome. I really like that. It, it's almost like an exercise that we could all take. For those of you list, watching live or uh, recorded, uh, that we could take, um, you know, an exercise write down what we want to do and what we don't want to yep. do. And we have two sides on the list. And these are the things that we're really good at. And these are the things that we're we're forced to do because, you know maybe we don't have a team here to replace us, but we could outsource it. We could delegate it. Um, so boom. And then the next step would be to start getting into hiring a person to take those tasks out for you, which that's a whole other segment. So Jeremiah, we might have to have (laughs) you back on for a second episode, just talking about hiring and firing. Um, so dude, but that, that's a whole other, a whole other segment in itself. Wow. Okay. So contractors listening in right now. So I kind of, I got some awesome notes here. I'm going to kind of roll through what I have here. One is being willing to pivot and change when things get crazy. If you want to be a business owner, you have to be willing to do that. And really it comes down to uncomfortable action. It's, it comes down to Having discipline, you know, it's funny. What makes a successful business owner compared to a not successful business owner? And I gotta say, it probably comes down to a lot of your own mindset, your own level of discipline, and uh, you know, even doing, you can even do things that, like, basically, purposefully put you in uncomfortable situations. You should seek pain like it's your Mm -hmm. job. That's David Goggins' line. (laughs) David Goggins said that once. He's a Navy SEAL. And he's like, dude, I'd try to get to pain because I want to be basically, because life is not going to stop trying to kick you in the teeth, you know? So you got to callous your mind and be able to take that uncomfortable action and pivot when something crazy happens, because it's not an if, it's when, are you going to crumble and fall apart or are you going to step up and make things happen? So boom, that's huge. Knowing your strengths, knowing what you're bad at, hiring, uh, Doing things right when hiring, doing with excellence and professionalism by setting clear roles and expectations. So, audit yourself. Are you doing that? If you're not, you know, here, you're welcome. (laughs) This podcast is here for you. Like, pump the brakes, schedule an hour, take one step and start making clear expectations and roles for your team. Um, And to take that even another level deep is once we really start getting somewhere. The best thing to do is, we should have done this in the beginning, most business owners grabbed a rake and just started going, right? I did that too, you know, um, and so it's usually a little bit of a backtrack going on, but actually establishing your brand. So, if you establish your brand and, you know, have a mission and a vision and values all built into who your company is, then it can be true to who you are. Maybe that's making a ton of money. Maybe that's having a ton of time. Maybe right. It could be different things. And whatever that is, we're all unique. We all have a unique set of challenges, desires, pain points, etc. All of us are different. We're like we all have different fingerprints. Um, and by um, being able to, you know, uh, by um being able to uh, understand that, you know that's how you get to to that next level of, of um, you know in your business. So I get off my tent off my soapbox on that one. <laughs> so boom, make a plan because I could go on and on and on about that but uh, cool boom, make a plan uh, if you're going to be you know moving into a business understanding what, Point A to point B is, point B to point C is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Ask for help. Don't let ego and pride get in the way um, when you're trying to grow things. And, um, you know, lastly, write write down the things that you want to do and the things that you don't want to do. And, um, you know, start delegating and start outsourcing those weaknesses. So, dude, Jeremiah, that's huge. You've been, you know (laughs) – You got out there, you started your business, and um, you know you just grabbed a rake. And next thing you know, you own a business. You're buying businesses, and now you're subbing out to contractors. And phew, dude, you're just scaling, growing, and now you're just ready to get to that next level. So for those of you tuning in, watching live or watching recorded, this is huge value. If uh, you know, if you have any major takeaways. Um, Definitely comment in the below. I want to know like what was the biggest thing that hit for you. So, dude, thank you so much. This is huge value for everyone listening in, dude. Jeremiah, where can where can where can we give you value? How can we where can people find you? How can we help you out, my man?
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, so you can find me. You know, honestly, I'm not that active on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, as we speak, I'm working on building a personal brand for. Uh, myself and didn't get into this but I have two other businesses that I'm starting up as well which I'm super excited about so working as well as some other things but working on a personal brand so you can find me on Facebook and Instagram mainly uh, just Jeremiah Michelson and main thing is just send me a chat love to chat love to connect uh, learn something from you you can learn something from me I'll help each other out but biggest thing is let's just connect Send me a message. Comment on the post. That's it. Yes, dude. Huge, huge. Go hit him up. Guys, send him a
1: message. Send him a Facebook message, Instagram message. Get connected. Let's help each other out. Lift each other up. Dude, thanks so much for tuning in to the Christian Contractor Podcast. I am Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs. If you are a Christian contractor that wants to truly operate on biblical principles and scale to seven and even eight figures and beyond in a way that furthers the kingdom and positively impacts the world around you, head to contractorscalingchallenge.com forward slash join the challenge and register free where you'll get the step-by-step process that we use to operate on biblical principles and scale contractors using paid advertising to take territory in God's name and be a light in the darkness. The goal that God has ordained for us is to use our talents to positively transform 1,016 contractors' lives. Join the challenge. It's free, and I guarantee you'll get a ton of value from it. Remember, marketing doesn't have to be hard. All you need is the right tools and the right heart to serve till next time stay blessed jeremiah my man thank you so so much i really appreciate your time you are a prodigy man 21 years old what what, that's crazy you're you're already growing and uh you got a bright future ahead of you for sure really appreciate you being here and i hope we can have you on for that second episode on hiring and firing absolutely thanks for having me really appreciate it dude awesome have a great day have a great friday and have a great weekend peace
0: Thank you, Christian Contractor family, for hanging out with us today. Let's get out there, do great work, and make a positive impact. If you want to connect with Brandon, head to Instagram and follow him at BG44. Let's change not only your life, but the world around you.